Today is November 19th, and this is Talking Yanks. We've got a fun interview on the show today with Shane Spencer and some Sonny Gray rumors, truths, news, whatever you want to call it. It's something. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Talking Yanks on this holiday weekend, Monday. Thanksgiving's coming up. And after that, a little Black Friday, maybe a little Pinstripe Friday. We'll get into that in a bit. First, I have to let you know that this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by two super cool people. David Dwyer, a little alliteration like that, and Owen Truesdale. Truesdale. It's a fun last name, huh? Truesdale, yeah, I think I'm saying it right. Well, those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. $2 a month gets you in the running for two free jerseys each month. You can win the contest. You can win the raffle. There's a contest each month and a raffle each month. Plus, you get access to uh, the videos of each show and some other shows on the network and some other behind-the-scenes stuff when we have the time to do it. So thank you, Owen. Thank you, David, very much. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, uh, it's late Sunday at this point. Um, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Trying Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am uh, I am currently live from a hotel bathroom <laughs> at 11.30 at night. Um, if, if you're listening to this, and it's awesome. The interview actually went really well with Yankees legend Shane Spencer. And if he's listening right now, I'm not, I'm not sucking up to him. I just think, like, Shane Spencer's a forever name. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a place in Yankee lore. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it went really good. He was he was cool. He dropped his first cuss, and he was like, "We can do that, right?" And it's like, "Yeah, that's we're here. We're so cool. We swear we're cool." And uh, so yeah, if if you listen to this, I I I drove from Atlanta to Charlotte. I mean, mine mine are self inflicted wounds. <laughs> I'm I'm two days hungover, and then we did some family time uh type stuff uh jimmy was dealing with some technical issues from hell and if you if you those of you that still don't appreciate like jimmy does a lot of technical stuff the gifts <laughs> don't just appear from the air uh yeah, my so computer listen, shot yeah if that if i do everything to this and get tweet tweet out and give jimmy some love tomorrow because he <laughs> he needs a little bit of it <laughs> i gotta drive a fucking hour to go to a mac store and they're probably gonna tell me my computer's just broken and i gotta spend a grand on a new one whatever it's it's terrible it's a terrible su- sunday night and monday day are my busiest days editing because all the podcasts and stuff and then here i am just I spent an hour and a half on the phone with Apple support for it to end with. Ah, sorry, man. Looks like that's a dud. Can't do anything. But and it, you could tweet a tweet. A, I love you at John Boy. Tweet something nice. Just tweet anything nice. Or, or 
we have some big news, and you could you could repay us the old-fashioned way. Jimmy, I'll let you announce it. I don't know what you want to announce. Yeah, help me get a new computer. Pinstripe Friday. We're dropping a bunch of ugly sweaters, Yankee ugly sweaters. There's some cool ones. There's more designs. If you if you want to request something, I can try and whip something up uh, if I have a computer. But wait, I think we have like 12 out right now going all generations. Like the Yogi one's my favorite. It's deja vu all over again with Yogi. We got spit in my mouth. Let's go Yanks for the talking Yanks loyal. We got all I want for Christmas is a 20, 28th ring. My One of my favorites is history with an exclamation point. Jeter hitting his 3,000th hit. Home run off David Price. So they, they're out today. Monday, they should be on the site. The whole site right now is $5 off. Uh, you can get it for $5 off if you want. but Yeah, Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to do some, some stuff they don't teach you at business school. Don't buy the sweater today. <laughs> Just wait till Friday. You probably remember it as Black Friday, but it's Pinstripe Friday, baby. And, uh, I mean, are, can we say the deal? Yeah. 27% off. 27, 27 rings. 27% I, off. I, I know we've been told as a fan base we can't say that anymore, but hell, we can use it as a sale. Yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, uh, and yeah. not just the ugly sweaters. Everything on the, on the store is going to be 27% off, so all the shirts. Uh, the Tanaka shirt that has all his Instagram posts, Black Friday, that's going to be a one-day-only purchase and 27% off. And if you follow us on Twitter, we're going to have a lot of, like, silly videos and contests like, hey, guess how many marshmallows I can catch in my mouth if you get it right? Uh, in a row, if you get it right, you get a free shirt. Uh, so every half hour, we'll be dropping videos on Twitter, doing some games and awards and stuff. So, yeah, I might have to buy a new computer because that's how I edit all so, the yeah, stuff. In- instead of us making a GoFundMe, just just buy you're gonna you're we're we're bored with life in 2018. Everyone's going to an ugly sweater party. Get an ugly Yankee sweater. Spit in my mouth. Let's go Yanks. There Let's go. go. All right. Do we want it to, before we just throw it to the interview, we do have to talk about the only news really is that the sunny trade, it seemed like it was getting close, but now it's backed off. And they said the Reds were very interested. And then it came out that the Brewers are also interested. We had Will call up and say, uh, Sonny for Scooter. Now, a lot of people are like, that's crazy. I, I It's not going to be a straight up. Sonny for Scooter. That would be a little crazy. But if the Yankees add a prospect, like the biggest thing going around now is Sonny and Wade for Scooter. And I don't know. Does that do it? Do they need Clint? Does Wade get it done? I I don't know. It it feels like Sonny and Wade would be a little short. Um, And who who really knows? Maybe maybe it's not. um, I think it's interesting and something that we've been saying because we, we know that Cashman is normally a sell-high guy. Hot take. A, a lot of people are trying to be sell-high guys. But Sonny Gray's <laughs> value was low, and Cashman came out with the quote that was like, we are moving this dude. He couldn't handle New York. Look at the other numbers. Look at the, the away ERA. Look at the spin rate. It's all there. So you could get Sonny Gray for a decent price, but he announced that so he could shop Sonny Gray. And so maybe now... I don't want to say bidding war because that's a little dramatic, but there's there's interest. It'll be interesting to see again. Like we we thought something was going to happen over the weekend, it didn't. The Reds still make a lot of sense because his old pitching coach is there, his old college coach, right? Yeah, his old college coach at the Reds. That's what Will uh, 
figure it out when he called in. So, yeah, there's a little connect the dots there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Sonny Gray is going to be pitching for a team next year, and it could be your team for a cheap price, and you could get a really good pitcher. That's that's the risk-reward. We'll see what happens. I The thing that was killing me, man, was people were talking about trading Sonny for prospects. And it's just like the Yankees have had a 40-man roster problem for the last two, three years now. It wouldn't make any sense for them to get fringy prospects from the red when the Yankees already have a bunch of fringy prospects. Well, what if they're getting like a ball killer, a ball prospects or, you know, double a prospects? I mean, it, it's a long, I guess it's, that'd be the long play, but like, well, because we, you want to replay, you got to keep replenishing the farm. If we're going to be trading our prospects, I think we have to look past the long play right now. This this has to be the year. But Sonny might not bring you back anything that helps with this year. But I think he can. And I like think about what we just said. If if Sonny in a okay to good prospect, say it was Clint Frazier, get you Scooter Jeanette, a guy who was an all star last year, a guy that's a lefty bat can play left field, second base, and do some things. Like you need to be making that move. And not the high A prospect guys. I mean, we, you know, a Sonny Gray can get you a reliever, or if it is tagging on a Tyler Wade or whatever it is, like do that. Clint Frazier, if we traded him to the Reds and he grew his hair out, he'd look like a broken pixel on a TV screen. He'd just be, he'd, so red, like every shade of red in one. How square. much is the Reds marketing department drooling over Clint Frazier? Yeah, we got our red. We got a mascot and a player. <laughs> Clint we would love, love that. Clint, Clint, Clint would, he'd be all happy about that. All right. All right. That's it. We have some voicemails, but we're going to save them for the... Well, actually, we're not going to do a Thursday episode because it's Thanksgiving. So we'll save them for Monday. I, I want to say one nice thing about Clint and a, a tweet opened my eye today. Okay. A tweet opened Jake's eye. Interesting. Like, there could be... In this alternate universe, if the Yankees don't love spending or maybe they're just going to empty the bank on pitching or wherever it lands, what if they do kind of like Gardner still, which they do, and they think Clint Frazier can play? Well, he can like, play when he's healthy. What, what if that is our left field next year? Like, I'm not stoked about it, but it's an option. Yeah, it's very much an option, but I don't think you can count on Clint because say his concussions come back. I mean, say he say he misplays another ball in the outfield. You got to remember, he's a very bad defender. Yeah, that's true. So, that's very bad, okay. I mean, if he miss if he misses another ball, bangs his head, and now you don't have a backup, you just can't you can't put Clint into your I'm depending on this bucket. Yeah, he's and they not, clearly showed how much they value the defense part of it too. What's that? They, with Gardner, they've shown how much they value the defensive side of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, man. Yeah. Do you remember that one play when it was Clinton left field, Andrew Hart third, and Glaber was playing short, uh, and they all converged on a ball and just all, like, noped out? It was like the the scene from the Major League where they're all running, and they're like, I got it, and then they all, like, spin and fall. Yes, like, I, I do. I can picture the fall in my head. I remember tweeting it out and be like, we got three kids. 
yeah. covering the left side of the field right now that aren't fine-tuned defensively. Tree Utes. Tree Utes. Ball skips past Andohar's glove. Clint runs up, fi- picks it up, fires it home. 20th row. Cannon. Cannon, bro. Cannon. All right. Let's go. Let's throw it to the interview with Shane Spencer. Shane Spencer, Yankee, Yankee. Like, he, he is in Yankee lore. We, we talked. Yankee we asked, legend, man. We asked him about, you know, if he likes that. If he likes that every time uh, a guy comes up and rakes for a little bit, like, does he like it? Uh, does he not like it? But... Uh, we asked him about 2001 World Series, some good stuff, some insight on Bernie and all that, so whatever. He's got, he's got that roast coming up. We should say that now, too, even though we say it in the interview. Yeah, Caroline's, December 1st, Saturday, roast like of Shane Spencer. bucks, open bar, couple ex-players roasting Shane Spencer. What are you doing on December 1st? Go. Three, yes, yeah, three hours of open bar. It's pretty cool. All right, here's that interview. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. All right, we are welcomed by Shane Spencer, former Yankee, now current coach in the KBO. Is that correct? Are you still coaching down there? Yes, 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 I am. I'm, I actually, uh, so I run like the minor league system for the uh, Nexon Heroes. Okay. How long have you been over there coaching? I just finished my third year. I'm going back to my fourth and hopefully get re-signed again. And if not, then I'll be looking at other places. All right. Well, I, I we're gonna get into Yankees and all that because that's what our callers are interested. Okay. But just my ears, real quick. I'm interested. When you go over, when you when you went over to Korea, and is there a a big difference strategy wise or gameplay wise that kind of perks your ears up? Like, oh, this is a little different over here. Yeah, it's called bad defense and bad pitching. <laughs> it's pretty actually pretty bad. It's trying to get better. I mean, obviously that's why I was brought over, but that's a difference. I mean, they have some really good hitters over there. And they're bigger, they're big, strong, not like the Japanese. They're bigger than them, which is crazy because it's not that far. But the, it's a small country, so the the picks that they have, it's just very limited with, like, arms. You know, there's just not that many good arms. And So as a hitter, these guys get really comfortable because they're not seeing a lot of velocity, not a lot of sinking balls, like two-seamers and stuff. So they all want to hit, and they're all pretty good hitting. And then the defense is terrible because they don't know – how to be taught the right way. So it's been a it's the first couple of years is definitely a struggle for us. Bad defense and bad pitching. That sounds like I would have been great over there. What? I, I, I wish I would have played. I mean, heck, I would have hit some bombs over there. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just funny to me. And I, 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 it's a little surprising. And I know we want to go on to the Yankee stuff, but I, we always see the little league teams. And when they come over from Asia, they preach how fundamental they are. So I'm a little surprised to hear that the defense isn't that great. Yeah, you know what? I just think that they, um, at that level, they're a little more advanced than, like I would say, our younger kids here. But they peak pretty early too, and then they create bad habits. And some of that stuff they do in little league, you can't get away with at the professional level. And I think that's where they get in trouble. They get bad habits, and and then obviously they wear them out. But the pitching, pitching them every, you know, your best pitcher is pitching all the time, so it's uh, they're worn out. But a lot of kids are coming out of high school over there having surgery so we don't even see him to like the second year so it's it's a tough deal it's interesting i didn't expect that but i i know that they have fun over there they're always bat flipping we're always getting bat flip gifts yeah. from, from that league and everything yeah it's uh i didn't really enjoy that my first year but guess what they all do it and you just kind of like okay that's their thing they're gonna go ahead and do it so i'm used to it now i don't i told them i said well if you ever go to the states i'd recommend not doing it because as the Roger Clemens used to say, I'm going to color you up, which means you're pretty much going to get plucked. So, 
But even but in the, over there, they just don't even care. In the states now, you see a, a, the the youth and the fun is even doing it more. And specifically on the Yankees, we had a guy Luke Voigt, who you know all about because the comparisons yep. automatically happen. Oh, I don't know. Does that does that bother you, or do you take pride in it, or how? What is your reaction when you know when Shelly Duncan or Luke Voigt come up and put on a power display, and then everyone throws out Shane Spencer right away? Is that uh, do you? Well, it's. Uh, I mean, shoot. It's been 20 years since I did something like that, so to hear your name still come up, it is cool. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. It is cool that people still want to talk about it, but um, I, I just look at it like it's, every year there's going to be somebody that's going to come and do something like that, and it's fun to watch, and it doesn't bother me that you know they're trying to break a stupid record, which is kind of stupid anyway, really, in my mind, because it wasn't like that for me. Was, you know, I was just lucky to even – scratch a lineup when I was with that good team with the Yankees. So it's no big deal. I was looking at your time with the Yankees. You really were right in the middle of the dynasty, four years, four world series trips. And you're, you're hanging around with those guys on the team producing at times. Did you know at the time how special of a team it was, or is it, did you look back now and kind of go, wow? Well, I mean, obviously the 98 season was something different than, I will ever be a part of, or many, a lot of people have ever been a part of, but, um, that year was something different. Uh, even in spring training, it was, it was like we won every game. I don't even know what we, what the record in spring training was, but it was, it was pretty ridiculous. And when somebody got hurt, whether it be Chili Davis or uh, anybody, and one of us got called up, me or Ricky Day or Mike Buddy or, you know, a young, we all performed. And I think it was just, um, contagious of what, that clubhouse was all about and you just don't being around and I played for 20 almost 20 years you know I was never a part of that besides that one year really your name comes up anytime you know uh, a big slugger comes up and hits home runs like crazy and then also whenever Jeter gets his highlights played you're, you're right in the yeah. mix is that is that a fun yeah, one to look I, back at I get an overthrow he gets an SB it's no big deal really <laughs> you know? well I think he owes you a, a thank you I mean, without you, right? I mean, you know, but you, here's there's a couple things that happen with that. One, if you ask Tino Martinez, the game was going so fast. I, he actually told me he thought O'Neill was in the outfield, so <laughs> he said, "Okay, the ball that ball's going to the wall, so he's going to go out a little further." So when I picked it up over the wall, I chucked it to where I usually chuck it, and there was nobody there. I was, you know, just it's only about five feet over his head, but. He was out a little bit deeper than he normally would be, you know, for me. And um, but Jeter seeing that, and I talked to Jeter about it. He's just got great instincts. Don't get me wrong. And I said, yeah, I mean, it's my overthrow, but he uh, he saw them actually go out a little bit further than normal do, and he obviously has got the great instincts, and he made the adjustment. He just started cruising over there, and sure enough, I chucked it over their head, and he makes a great play, and. The ball would have been there anyways. It doesn't really matter. There you go. I was just going to say, man, don't give Jeter that much credit. The throw is there. The throw is perfect, man. It was there. It was there. And I said, yes, because he caught it on the line and then he went in foul territory. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's a great player and he made a great play. And, you know, the being that win of the game, that's all that mattered. From your vantage point on that play, do you believe that Posada got the tag down or are you kind of thinking, oh, we got one? From I the couldn't. I didn't even know what happened. I didn't even see Jeter run through there. I just knew that I threw it and there was nobody where I would usually throw it. And I'm like, oh, no. And then there was an out of the play. And I'm like, what? And I came in and Clay Bellinger came. I said, what the hell happened? 
he goes, dude, dude, just flip it over there. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like, whatever. So I actually never saw Jeter make the play. I was just like, is my ball going to get there? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because it's crazy. I mean, even live time, I don't think you trust that Posada actually got the tag down and then the ump makes the right call. But you're right. It was online. Yeah. If, if Jeter doesn't touch it, it probably gets there faster. <laughs> well, it might, it might not. And that's just, that's debatable. And obviously it'd be go down as one of the greatest plays ever. And I get to be the overthrow guy. So it is what it is. Maybe that's why we're doing the roast. So I can get bragged on that too. Yeah. You have the roast coming up at Caroline's December 1st. You have uh, a couple former teammates coming. I saw Charlie Hayes, Tanya Sturts. Yep. Is there, is there anyone yep. you're, you're most worried about? I would say Canyon. Canyon, um, I never played with him, but me, Canyon, Charlie Hayes, Jeff Nelson, we all do the Yankee fantasy camps, Novembers. I used to do January all the time until I got my job in Korea. But Canyon's a different person. He's a he's a sweetheart, but um he is ruthless. So <laughs> I got I, I need to do a little more research and I need to I got two weeks to get my stuff lined up for him. Oh, Tanyan. I mean, every Yankee fan will tell you he's the, the Boston fight, right? I think that's the, fight, the biggest yep. thing your Yankee fans remember. Starting pitcher got thrown out of the game, which actually I think hurt hurt them more than helped them in that day. But, yeah, he, he is, seems like a yeah. firecracker on the field. Yeah. he's uh, And, you know, I didn't realize he's a big dude. I mean, he's like 6'5", and he's a big, giant Boston, New England Patriot homo. So <laughs> we're definitely going to – Definitely going to be getting on him, you know. You can't be – I mean, I'm not a – I didn't grow up in New York, and I'm not the biggest Yankee fan or New York fan. But, you know, being there, obviously, you have respect. But when you come up to the Yankees, you definitely do not like the Red Sox. You don't like the Patriots. You don't like the Giants. You don't like the Jets. You don't like the Mets. So, it's uh, – there's stuff to be talked about. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, and, Shane, if you, if you want to talk about not liking the Red Sox or the Patriots, this is the perfect forum for that. Right. The other thing, I, I've been laughing over here. I got to get this off my chest. I've been laughing because we, we were a little timid to ask you the, the question about, like, do you like when your name gets brought up? But then I was thinking, your name gets brought up every time someone starts to rake. That's awesome. My name does not get brought up when that happens. <laughs> Even better is, like, I try to tell people, I said, yeah, okay, yeah, you get your name gets brought up for that. But playing at Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, I, there was not one game ever. Well, there was at least one fan tell me that I suck, <laughs> and then I, I mean it was it was inevitable. I just and almost I had to wait for it to get, kind of get locked in. I'd be like, okay, man, I'm sorry, I'm trying, and I would acknowledge them. So I I never had a problem with the fans just because I would acknowledge that one. I could say jackass, right? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Well, the one jackass would be yelling at me, and I'd just have to you know say, hey, you know what am I supposed to do? What am I doing wrong? And I don't oh, know. You're fine. You're fine. I'm like, okay. And then I get locked in, whatever. But I almost look forward to that moment every day. Like, okay, which guy, where's he going to come from? going to tell me I suck. So <laughs> That's funny. It was a lot of fun. It really was. I loved walking out in that field and just getting ragged on. It was, it was fun. That's awesome. And Shane, I, we're, we're going to talk some 2001 World Series. We're going to do some more fun stuff. The last thing I need to do, mm-hmm. just because it, he's close to me, do, do you have your own Bernie story? Because I can't imagine looking over and seeing Bernie, and this is – I mean, this is a Yankees podcast. My mom used to joke that, like, Bernie was my dad sometimes. I know that sounds probably a little dark hearing that for the first time, but, like, <laughs> I wore 51 in the all-star teams I was on and all that stuff. Do you, I know everyone's got kind of a quirky Bernie story. Do you have one? I have plenty of Bernie stories, but, I mean, I'm just going to keep it nice. But, um, 
I was the guy that had to wake him up off the couch so he could go on the field. So, <laughs> at, so the game was at 7. He'd be on the couch in our little player's room, and it would be, I don't know, 6.30. And I would say, hey, Bernie, man, it's game time. It's time to go. Oh, okay. And he'd wipe his eyes. <laughs> and he'd come out there and just rake every day. I'm like, how, can, how do you do that? <laughs> like, I've been locked I've been locked in for five hours to try to get that one hit. He comes out there and he just rakes every time, left hand to right hand. It didn't matter. And I'm like, it's just not that easy. How do you do it? And he's like, oh, man, I just was, I just was seeing the ball really good. I'm like, shut up, man. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, you know, Bernie, Bernie, uh, Bernie's such an awesome – he was a special player, honestly. I watched him take batting practice for a whole homestand. And I would grab his bat at the end of the homestand, and there wouldn't be one smudge mark out of the sweet spot, left-handed, right-handed. And I said, how do you, what, how do you hit the ball on the barrel every single time? <laughs> oh, well, I just I, – well, actually, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, of course you don't. You just – it's that easy. <laughs> That's Jeez. Funny. That's funny. All right, two, 2001 World Series. Everyone always brings up the 1998 season. But I want to get yeah. your thoughts on the 01 World Series, which I think many people look at as one of the greatest World Series uh, for the play on the field. And then there's so much going on in the world, obviously. But you started yes. the 01 season um, down on AAA, I believe, and then got called up halfway through. You're starting. And then by the end, you you got starts in, I think, six of the seven World Series games. Yeah. So, and you're producing. You Yeah, I was up. Um... Crazy, uh, crazy year we had. I was coming off ACL uh, surgery, so I wasn't ready until like halfway through the year, and, just, and they actually opted me down because I was still not swinging the bat good. And I was so I was just trying to find my swing, get my legs back under me. And then as soon as I was feeling better, it was around the All Star break when I came back up. And I actually swung the bat pretty good. And uh, obviously, the nine eleven thing is, um, you know, you have flashbacks and. I watched the second building go down from Edgewater, New Jersey. And with me, my wife, uh, Randy Choate, uh, Brandon Knight, um, we watched it go down. It was a, it was a tough time. And then going to the field and you're holding hands with firemen and they're crying and you're crying. Uh, it was hard to really focus on baseball until we really got into like, okay, it's not about us. It's about the cities, about everything else. And to actually go on the road and have people cheering for you for the first time was pretty cool too like seeing the signs we love new york and i'm like okay this isn't happening this isn't real right <laughs> but um and then the world series you know they kicked our ass the four wins they had besides, besides the last game but um the the walk-offs in new york i mean you just it's stuff that you just can't make up and to see it happen whether it be a soriano hit or a jeter hit or a chino hit it was it was crazy and you feel bad for the obviously the Korean kid who struck me out every time, but, uh, <laughs> young, young, I was a young, young Kim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually saw him. I was coaching my first year. He was actually trying to make a comeback, but it wasn't coming out of his hand very good. But, uh, we talked for a while about it and really cool to sit there and talk about that world series. And he was really cool, but, uh, yeah, it's super, it was actually mixed emotions when I walked, I was in right field coming off in Arizona and when we lost, and uh, it was mixed emotions because we just won three in a row. This is almost four. And you have the best closer in the history of the game who gives it up on just kind of weird plays. And uh, But at the same time, you see like a, a Schilling and a Randy Johnson and these guys that have 
played their whole career and been great, and then they win. You can see how excited they were. So it was kind of mixed emotions. I mean, of course you want to win, but I, for me personally, I was still happy for those guys that actually actually were playing much better than we were. I mean, was it was it hard at first? Is it like, do you go into that athlete depression, and do you, do you come out of that? I mean, now it sounds like you've got a pretty good stance on it now, but was it always like that? You know what? For me, um, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was pretty fortunate to be on a, uh, you know, four years in a row in the World Series, and I'm after eight years in the minor league. So to me, I'm like, this is still heaven. So it didn't really affect me. Some other guys probably it affected them a little bit more, but um, no, I just, it wasn't that big of a deal, really. And you contributed nicely. You had the home run off Schilling, and I was watching. You had that no. the diving catch, which reminded me of uh, Ben Intendi's from this year, because a runner on third, and you come no. in to dive with a risky play. I was watching the the, yeah. the highlights. It was pretty cool, but. Um, yeah, Clemens, I, I know I high-fived Clemens. He was waiting for me when I ran off the field there, and he high-fived me. I almost ripped my shoulder out of my socket. So <laughs> he was so excited. And he was, he's biting on his mouthpiece, and his whole body's covered in, like, Flexol. So he smells like heat sauce. And it's, yeah, I'm like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> I loved him. To, he's awesome, but he was intense. Yeah, that, that World Series had uh, Messina, Pettit, Clemens, Schilling, and Randy Johnson it was pretty, pretty a lot of good pitchers. You have any pretty good arms, yeah. yeah. You have any uh, Clemens stories? Was he as crazy like in the clubhouse, and or is it just game mode no, crazy? You know what? He was. Uh, I've never seen anybody work harder. I can tell you that that guy worked his tail off. Um, he uh, even like his bullpens. I would go stand in because I didn't play all the time, so I'd stand in right handed, and he'd hey, hey, can you go left handed for me? And even his bullpens, he's still throwing 90 miles an hour and working on his stuff. And I'm not kidding. The guy never missed a glove. It was ridiculous. Like, I, I just amazed. Like, you think you're good because you're in the big leagues. But when you get there, there's like two or three more levels once you get there. And I don't think people realize that. Like, because you have, like, me, who's like a role player. And you have everyday players. Then you have all-stars. And then you have superstars, like a Bonds and Brandon Johnson and Clemens. Like, it's ridiculous how freaking good these guys are and you're just i mean i mean for me being an athlete i'm just amazed that i was even to hang with these guys because that's a whole different level up there and you you talk about these guys shane like at the time and maybe now who who are some of your buddies you still talk to from the team at, 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 or maybe if you want to throw someone under the bus if they're a bad guy we're open to it but who uh <laughs> like who, who, who I, are honestly, your guys honestly i i never had a problem with any players in, in the major leagues at all especially with the yankees um I was close with a lot of guys. Obviously, obviously, my best friends are guys that I played minor league baseball with. Um, I still am close with a lot of guys. And the big leagues, you know, everybody's got their families and they live in different parts of the country. So maybe if you do an appearance or like I do the Yankee fantasy camps, um, you know, me and Jeff Nelson didn't really hang out when we were in New York. But now, I mean, he we get along amazingly. And maybe because baseball's over and he was a pitcher and I'm a hitter. I don't know, but... We have a great relationship, and um, it's just, it's, you know, you're, you're pretty fortunate that you get to do something like that and do it as long as I did, and I didn't do it as long as the really good players, so, and I'm still coaching and stuff. It, it's, it really is amazing. Were you, were you on the team in 2002? I don't know if this was before, this was while you were still with the club, when El Duque and Posada got in a fist fight in the clubhouse? Well, I know they argued. I don't. I don't think there was. I never saw any anything going on. I know that 
they all, you know what, those two yelled at each other all the time. On the field, off the field, bullpen. I mean, they yelled at each other all the time. They, and El Duque, I'm not kidding, is one of the best athletes I've ever been around. You should see this guy play shortstop and hit and play golf. This guy is amazing. And he can still run. I mean, and then you have Posada, who I came up with, and they would just butt heads. But, man, guess what? El Duque wanted him to catch him, and they did a great job together. They just argued all the time. So it is what it is. They're both intense. Different, there's different people. Yeah, I, I love their relationship because it seemed like they would just fight. They were like brothers almost where they just fought and screamed. That was their way of communicating, yeah. but they counted on there each was other. No, like, hey, there was no like, uh, oh, you should do this. You, no, it was like right in your face. Let's get it done. <laughs> this is your way. This is my way. And, and then they'd work it out, and it was fine. But they wanted to, you know, be that battery together. And, it was, hey, that's what, you know, and Azuka, I'm telling you, is one of the most intense players I've ever played with. And he was he was good. Yeah, he still, he, you still see him come around. He still, there's pictures of him like coaching his kids, and he still looks in crazy shape and intense. But everyone, oh, oh yeah, love El He's Duque. amazing. Like I saw a video, a YouTube thing when he got kicked out of a game. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he got kicked out of a, exactly. he's like coaching his son. He got kicked out of the game. <laughs> oh, you can't even, you can't even ask him about it because he. He gets so fired up about it. He goes, those umpires are so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> I don't think he doesn't speak English and understand because he does really good. He just doesn't choose to do it. Shane, we got, we got a quick one we wrote down that I, was just a total curveball, but while we're kind of at El Duque, Cuba, all that stuff, it says you were born in Key West. That is... Is is that A, is that true? And then B, I, I think you're a Southern Cal guy for the most part. What What, what is that? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was born in Key West. My dad was... Uh, my my parents got um they got pregnant with me early and my grandma made them get married right out of high school and she said she put them right in the navy and uh so I was born in Key West and then up in Connecticut for like four years and then you know finally he got stationed in San Diego's and I I grew up here and um is yeah I'm just navy brat military brat so it's not a bad thing is that a Groton Connecticut. Groton, yeah. So when I went actually, when I'm with the Double A playing there, they actually were like, "Oh, hometown, hometown boys back," and I'm like, "Home? I don't even remember." <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is I being freezing and I couldn't even get my big wheel to go fast. So whatever. <laughs> All right. So like we said, you have the event coming up at Caroline's, um, yeah. which is for the Miracle League Foundation. Yeah. Uh, so when Stevie gets here, he'll talk in a minute. But um, we have been talking about this. He's been trying to get me to do this roast for a long time. Him and his buddies do something like this every year. I finally got suckered into it. And obviously, we he asked me what kind of charity we want to do. And I, I really... I said, it doesn't really matter to me. I just want it to be some, some kind of youth program. I grew up in a, you know, I grew up in a trailer park pretty much my, until high school. And uh, I just know that the programs weren't accessible for us out here. You know, you had Boys and Girls Club, but there was only a few of them. And so Stevie, he, uh, he actually brought up like three or four places, three or four uh, charity events. And I said, hey, you know, this one sounds good right here. Let's roll with it, and then obviously he knows more about it than I do. But um, no longer just going back to the kids. I don't. It doesn't really matter to me. I, I what's up, guys? How are you? What's up, Steve? How you doing? Good, good. We're uh, we're really excited to get this thing underway in two weeks uh, for Shane. He was talking about Roger Clemens drilling people before. He's going to get his ass drilled by about fifteen people on December first. <laughs> so we're very much looking forward to it. 
It's awesome. Um, and there's still are there still open tickets? Should we tell our listeners to go scoop them up? There are absolutely. We're hoping to get as great a crowd as possible. As Shane mentioned, we're we're trying to raise money for the Miracle League, which is a, a great charity that helps disabled kids um, with specialized equipment, baseball equipment, specialized baseball fields, and it's a it's a really really special charity um, for these kids and. It's going to be, it's not going to be, um, this isn't your, uh, your dad's charity event, you know, at the, at the boring banquet, this is going to be a really fun, exciting, unique event that, um, people should have a lot of fun and they can get tickets at www.roastofshanespencer.com. There you go. And we hope to get as good a crowd as possible. It's going to be a blast. That's easy. Well, we appreciate you guys have coming on and talking with us, Shane. That was awesome. One more quick question. When you were on the yeah. Yes Network, uh, they asked you what you would say to Luke Voigt, and you responded, which made me laugh. We'd probably just talk about football. So, is it yeah. char- is it Chargers? Is it college? What's your team? I I'm I'm a diehard Charger fan, and it breaks my heart that they're not in San Diego. But um, I at least will be a Charger fan until Philip Rivers is done. Um, I'm sorry. I I'm powder blue guy. I love him. We never. We've had zero championships in San Diego, so we get to bitch about everything. You know, Eli Manning, I hate because we <laughs> drafted him. He doesn't want to come here. Guess what? The Chargers kick his ass every time. So it's always a good year when we're playing the NFC East because we know we're going to beat Eli. So it's, that's always a happy time. Every four years, we're really happy. Well, l- luckily, this is a podcast, so we're just going to cut that, Shane. Um, no, <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I think we just... We'll get the roast started, and I'll be like, "Hey, Shane, uh, c- congrats on the World Series and being a great Yankee, dude. Suck it. Is that good or bad? It's bad. <laughs> hey, that's fine with me. I'm uh, trust me. I'm used to people telling me I suck, and they're gonna rag on me all they want. It's not gonna phase me. They're just not gonna be prepared for what I have coming towards them. So. All right. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for joining. We really appreciate it. All right. We appreciate it. Good talk. Have a good day. Thanks, all right. All right, there you have it. Everyone go, I don't even know if Shane's on uh, on social media, but go thank him. Just say a prayer. Say thank you, Shane, for going on Talking Yanks. We yeah. enjoyed that insight. Hunt him down. Bernie, Bernie's, my. I think, my favorite tidbit. It was my job to wake Bernie up. <laughs> yeah, pretty hilarious that that's a job on a, on a professional sports team. <laughs> it, loved it, he's like, He's like, I wake Bernie up half hour before the game. He goes out there and gets three hits. I've been locked in for five hours to get one. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, it's not every day I get to tell Shane Spencer that my mom used to joke that Bernie Williams was my dad. So it's true. I was also really shocked. And it's funny when we asked him, I was asking, I wanted to know if there's any differences in strategy in Korean baseball. Like, I want to know, do they value the hit and run more? Right. Do they bunt a ton more? Or do they work counts differently? And Shane just said, no, they suck at defense and pitching. Yeah, he came in, <laughs> He kind of came in hot on that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much he likes it coaching over there. It's I like he hated the bat flips. They suck at defense and pitching. Sounds like Shane's trying to get back and coach in the States. We'll see. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for tuning in to this episode of Talking Yanks. We'll be back. We're not doing a show Thursday. With my computer situation right now and uh, everything, I just can't guarantee. It's Thanksgiving anyway. 
Yeah. I'd like to do something special just because yeah. I like. Yeah, going. maybe we'll do something something creative. All right. Oh, also Patreon contest. Here we go. This is what we knew. Uh, this is what we came up with. All right, because we want it to be fun. We want you guys to get engaged. Right. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, go comment on Patreon. I'll I'll post this episode's hard because we didn't do it live because we had Shane on. Whatever. I'll post this episode. So wait for this episode to be posted on Patreon. And then leave your home run call, your John Sterling home run call for either Jake Storielli or Jimmy O'Brien, John Boy, whatever you want. Most creative one. Jake and I will decide on a most creative one. Maybe we'll poll the rest of the Talking Yank crew or something like that. And whoever whoever has the, the one that we enjoy the most will win a jersey from AffordableJerseys.com. No name on the back. Uh, free jersey player of your choice so go to patreon post it up there if uh if you think of a really good one but you're not a patreon subscriber fuck don't just sit on it two bucks two bucks enter your really good idea win a jersey because you know you got a winner you uh, hey you o'brien no lion he's ugly it's a homer jake slaps one to right field and it barely gets over the wall like he barely graduated high school (laughs) what a dumb fuck (laughs) (laughs) sterling really pushing the envelope in his older years that's 99 year old sterling (laughs) yeah when when he hits 90 they're just gonna let him curse which, which will be a real treat do you think he even curses? Like being on the air for that long and having to not be able to curse? I wonder if it's just not part of his language. It probably not. It's just not in his lexicon. I don't know. But we'll then you got him. like Bob Euchre's probably like. We'll ask him at spring training. Hey, John, 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 John. You Mr. Cur- Sterling, you, do you curse? Do you have a curse, dude? <laughs> like in your downtime? Hey, John Sterling, please swear at me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Off the deep end. But buy a shirt or a sweater on Pinstripe Friday. Tell your friends, tell mom, tell dad, stocking stuffers, all of it. And if your name uh if your name is um if your name is Bob, you have to leave a five-star review after this episode. Those are the rules. Tough break. Rules, rules are rules, Bob. Hey, and, and Robs, you count too. Just because you're not cool enough to go by the nickname, you count too. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. This was Talking Yanks. We'll be back later. Everyone. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. May you eat hearty. See ya. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.